Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom, the podcast are taking from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 80 is entitled The Resurrection. What better topic can we discuss during the Easter season than the resurrection? Even before Christ, who was the first fruits of them that slept, prophets who saw the coming of the Lord prophesied of the resurrection. In the book of Job we read, For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold and not another, though my reins be consumed within me. Job 19, 25-27 I suppose many are familiar with the poetic description of the Valley of Dry Bones found in Ezekiel. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, Can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a noise, and behold a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Ezekiel 37, 1-14 As a child, I loved the spiritual based on the Valley of Dry Bones, written by African-American author and composer James Weldon Johnson. It is a comical song, if not a spooky one, but then so is Ezekiel's account of the resurrection of the children of Israel. It is not logical, of course, that we will inherit the same flesh and bones we had in mortality since everything on this earth is recyclable. Speaking of the resurrection, Paul said, It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. How be it that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is of the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as 
is the heavenly, such as they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. 1 Corinthians 15, 44-50 In the resurrection, we will have flesh and bones, but apparently not blood. Christ himself said, Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as ye see me have. Luke twenty four thirty nine. But of course, it will be immortal flesh and bones and will never see corruption. Only through Christ can we be resurrected. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. 1 Corinthians fifteen nineteen through 22 But there is an order to the resurrection. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, after they that are Christ at his coming, then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty-three through 26 First, Christ is resurrected. That is why he is called the first fruits of the resurrection. After Christ's resurrection, the righteous will be resurrected. They are part of the first resurrection, immediately after Christ. In fact, we learn in the New Testament that following the resurrection of Christ, And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose, and came out of the graves after his resurrection, and went into the holy city, and appeared unto many. Matthew twenty-seven fifty-two through 53 We also learn from the above that the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. After all the righteous have been resurrected, then and only then will the wicked be released from hell and come forth in the second resurrection. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. Revelation 25 Not only is there an order to the resurrection, but there is also a quality of resurrection. Women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Hebrews 11.35 That is a great enigma. For instance, all the posterity of Adam and Eve will be resurrected. In fact, the only souls on this earth that will never be resurrected will be Satan and his fallen angels. The reason being, they never received a mortal body in the first place. It was Christ who created our mortal bodies. Satan and his angels entirely rejected Christ and were cast out of heaven. The Savior said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Luke ten eighteen. But that does not answer the question about the quality of resurrection. How can there be a difference in the resurrection if every resurrected body is perfect? There will be no physical flaws in the resurrection. 
our bodies will be perfectly framed. Christ said that even the hairs of our head are numbered. In the resurrection, there will be no baldness, no infirmities, no imperfections, no crippled limbs, no sickly bodies, no warts, no moles, no tattoos, no scars, no disfigurement. Every resurrected body will be exquisitely beautiful and perfectly framed without any earthly blemishes or flaws, physically or mentally. That begs the question, if the body is perfect, how then can one obtain a better resurrection? The answer can only be that the differences lie in the amount of light and glory one possesses. The Apostle Paul addresses the issue succinctly in his seminal chapter describing the resurrection. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for one star differeth from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. 1 Corinthians fifteen forty through 42 what do we do then to earn a celestial body or a terrestrial body? In other words, what determines if in the resurrection we receive the glory of the sun or the glory of the moon or the glory of the stars? Paul is even more explicit, for apparently there is more than one glory of the stars. Paul said, for one star differeth from another star in glory. That refutes the idea that there is only one heaven and one hell that we go either to the one or to the other, meaning that those who squeak by receive the same reward as, say, Peter, James, and John, who gave all to Christ. What are the standards of judgment for each degree of glory? The answer is given over and over and over in the Holy Scriptures. We are all saved by grace, but we are judged by our works. It is works that determine which degree of glory one receives. Christ revealed to John the Revelator, he that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he that is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. Revelation twenty-two eleven through 14 The criteria are the commandments of God. Again, speaking of the resurrection, Christ said to John, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Revelation 20.12 The Apostle Paul gives us further insight into how to gain a better resurrection. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Romans eight sixteen through 18 Paul adds, And whom he justified, them he also glorified. 
Romans 8.30 Those whom he glorifies will sit down with him in the New Jerusalem or the Celestial City. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Revelation 21, 2-7 Therein lies the key. Those who inherit the New Jerusalem will live forever in the presence of the Father and the Son. The criteria to inherit the celestial kingdom is simple. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my Son. John the Revelator further describes the celestial glory. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruits every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads, and there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign for ever and ever. Revelation 22, 1-5 It should not be a surprise that God wants to give everyone as much advantage as they will accept, but he cannot take away free will, agency, or freedom. No matter which kingdom we inherit, it is by the grace of God. But because of agency, we are judged by our works. We choose the quality of our resurrection, or in other words, we choose the light and glory we are willing to receive through our works. Grace is the power, but the commandments of God are the standards of judgment Christ uses in order to preserve our agency. That is why he judges us by our works. He wants to save everyone who will be saved. The celestial glory is not just for the so-called spiritual elite. The scriptures remind us over and over that God is impartial. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him, and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Acts 10, 34-35 In fact, the number who are glorified with Christ is so large it is not counted. Notice the description. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred 
and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands and thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb for ever and ever. Revelation 5, 9-13. How large is 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands? It is like counting the stars or sands of the sea. It is not possible to imagine. Anyone can qualify to enter into the new Jerusalem or the celestial glory with Christ. We choose whether or not we come forth in the first resurrection or in the last resurrection. We choose the quality of our resurrection through our work. In this life, we determine the light and glory of the resurrected body we will have forever. In the next life, we will only be comfortable in a heaven compatible with the light we have. In the resurrection, if we shine as the light of the stars, we will be glad to live with others who shine as the light of the stars. The same is true with the light of the moon or the light of the sun. Christ knows that, and he has organized the heavens accordingly. He said to the apostles, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. John fourteen one through 3 just how many mansions we can imagine. Every mansion is prepared by Christ. He is the judge. With him, there are no surprises. We take literally the declaration. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. John three seventeen. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.